1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask
0: yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room.
2: Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Bannon. The 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. The guns fell silent on the Western Front. And so endeth the war to end all wars, the Great War. Didn't quite work out like that, did it? No. Nope. 20th century from August of 1914, the 20th century is the bloodiest century in mankind's history, the most barbaric century in mankind's history. In the future, they'll look back, they'll look back at it as a new dark age. Calculated, I don't know, a quarter of a billion people, 250 million people, From uh, August of 1914 to the fall of the Berlin Wall in uh, 1989, Tiananmen Square and Berlin Wall within a couple of months of each other in 1989, the end of the Great War that absorbed the entire 20th century, what we call the short 20th century because it was 1914 to 1989. 250 million people starved to death, tortured to death, died in concentration camps, murdered, assassinated, died by uh, ever-increasing wars of annihilation, whether it's on the Western Front or... In uh, Western Europe, in uh, World War II, or the islands in the beautiful South Pacific, mainland China, Russia, a a conflict of immense complexity and just raw, just barbaric savagery. And here's what folks don't get um, a lot, that when these wars start, they they get crueler and nastier and more savage as they go on. These are wars of annihilation and attrition. That's what happened in World War II. The end of World War II, one of the most horrific times in world history to beat the fascists, to beat Imperial Japan, to beat the Nazis. We bombed Western Europe. We bombed Germany back to the Stone Age, places like Dresden. We firebombed Tokyo, firebombed Tokyo at treetop level with napalm to create firestorms, tornadic activity. And when that didn't work, we dropped atomic bombs. Why? We had to. Otherwise, you would have lost, I don't know, the J- Japanese would have lost four or five million people in, a, in an invasion in Japan because they would have fought to the bitter end. These conflicts were brutal. Uh, and we're looking at another one today. We're at the very beginning stages of the Third World War. We've had the unrestricted warfare of the Chinese Communist Party uh, and the g- gangsters that are against us. Chinese Communist Party in Beijing, the, the mullahs and the theocracy in Persia and Tehran, the KGB, the criminals in, in, uh, running in Moscow. Not that we don't have allies. Our allies in World War II were the Chinese people, or Lao bai Jing. Our allies in World War II were the Russian people. They took the casualties, as much as the courage and the bravery and the valor of the Band of Brothers and all the great Americans who fought in the Pacific, fought in, the, uh, in uh, North Africa, Italy, in Western Europe, and in the air, I think there's still 40,000 airmen uh, unaccounted for, died in the air war uh, over, um, over Germany. The Chinese and the, and, and the Russian people lost, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 million people, absorbing the blow of the Imperial Japanese Army and, of course, the Wehrmacht. But we abandoned them. We abandoned them immediately. We abandoned them to Stalin. We overarmed Stalin, abandoned them to Stalin, allowed Stalin to take Berlin. How did that happen? When Montgomery and Patton were right there, how did, how, how did the Red Army take Berlin? How did that happen? How did, we, how did our State Department infested with, uh, with uh, communists from FDR's administration and Truman's administration? How did we allow uh, the State Department to turn over China to Mao Zedong and the, and, the, and the bandit Communist Party working with the Chinese Tongs? How did that happen? We abandoned our allies, the United States of America, our government, abandoned our allies, abandoned all the people. The, if you look at the, our true allies in, in World War II in Western Europe, You had a handful of French, you did, resistance. We had England, obviously. You had a handful of French. You had the Poles. You had others from Eastern Europe. We abandoned all of them. Your government, the elites in this country, abandoned them to Stalin. We abandoned them to Mao. And then, what, 50 years later, in Tiananmen Square, when, uh, when, when the goddess of liberty, goddess of democracy was put up, And Deng Xiaoping and and the ruthless uh, uh, gangsters in Beijing turned Tiananmen Square into a bloodbath. Tens of thousands dead, murdered, slaughtered right there. Uh, George Bush, 41, sent uh, Scowcroft over with Jim Baker in that crowd. We got your back. We're going to turn you into a manufacturing superpower. We've got your back. Just clean up. Do a little optics here on the side. Berlin Wall Falls, 1989. What happened? Outside of a couple of... uh, of countries in, uh, in Eastern Europe, the Hungries and the Polands that have stood up for freedom. We allowed the KGB, we allowed the KGB gangsters to take it back over. We abandoned the Russian people and we abandoned the Chinese people again. Our natural allies are the Russian people and the Chinese people, they have been. That's the history of World War II, not the leaders. Stalin's as bad as they got. Remember, they tried to make Stalin like uh, Uncle Joe. They try to PR, make him more acceptable to the American people. He's a, as murderous a dictator as Hitler. Actually, what he did in Ukraine in the 1930s, one of the most barbaric things in, in, in human history. He starved to death a population that was essentially in Kansas growing wheat so that he could, he could uh, take all the peasants in Russia and put them in factories. So, they, you know, the collectivization. That's the history of the 20th century. The 20th century is the most barbaric, dark age in the history of man. More people murdered. More people slaughtered. And what did technology get us? Technology got us. Here's what it got us. Better ways to slaughter people. That's the 20th century. In the 21st century, folks, ladies and gentlemen, starting off even worse. And now you got today in Riyadh. See what the French poet told us. Your first obligation is to see what you see. Strip away all, all all the falsehood. Strip it away. That's what this Great Awakening is about, is for you. Once you see it, once the American people become energized, like in the revolution and in the Civil War, and in World War Two, we'll pivot and get this thing right. But it's gonna take it's gonna be a lot. And this Veterans Day for everybody that served this country in all the battlefields of Korea and Vietnam, World War Two, the Gulf War, all the special forces operation the folks that were there in Beirut in 83, all of it in Iraq and Afghanistan, these endless, endless, endless wars. We don't win anymore. We manage. We manage Vietnam. We manage Iraq. We manage Afghanistan. When the American people think of military activity right now, you know, the first thing they think of is it's not about the heroism and valor. Every one of these people on the show and all their colleagues and everything they did, they, the, the courage and the valor is unbelievable, and particularly in all volunteer force. These people all volunteered for this. But it's the quagmire. I mean, given what's happened in the Middle East today, how do you go over to to Section 60? Not the Cheney's and not the phonies that allowed that to happen. I'm talking about the good people, the people that have made an impact, the people like Joe Kent, that, hey, we can't have these continual wars. What then is to be done? The first thing is to take political power to make sure this can't happen again and to make sure the same elites that do this over and over and over again are turfed out. That they're not going to do it to another generation. They're the ones that got America on the verge of bankruptcy, not the verge of bankruptcy. We are bankrupt. I've worked on enough bankruptcies in my life uh, as an investment banker to tell you this is stone cold bankrupt. We didn't have the magic. Federal Reserve note that everybody has to use to transact, every, every whether it's a drug deal or given to a charity in any part of the world. If you didn't have that as a prime reserve currency, we would be like Argentina. And that day's coming to an end. That's why I keep saying you, go to Birch Gold. We've done the end of the, the death of the dollar empire. End of the dollar empire. Go see that. But more importantly, talk to Birch today about why the Chinese Communist Party and all these other central banks of the BRICS that have all the resources, why are they getting out of the dollar? Why are they doing that? What's happening? I tell you what's happening. We have an elites that it's not about the managed decline of the United States of America anymore. It used to be in the '16; it was the managed decline of the country. That's where Trump fought, and that's why the Clintons weren't allowed back in. And that's why they came after Trump day one after he won. They didn't let him govern. They came after him. That's why they've got him up for 700 years in prison. They're stripping his business out in, in New York City. They're trying to take him off the ballot. They believe so much in democracy. They want to take him off, the, gin up some phony thing in the 14th Amendment and take him out, not, not, not even give you the chance to vote for him. That's how so much they believe in democracy, just like Zelensky. They believe so much in democracy. Hey, let's not have an election because we'll be thrown out. This is the situation this Veterans Day. And it's for the veterans in this country that have already sacrificed so much for this country to turn this country around. The one problem I got with some of the veterans in Congress, you play right into the globalists. You play right into the globalists. How can you possibly do that? Knowing what you know, how can you play into what the globalists want to do? They've led this country to the brink of the abyss. Let me repeat. We have 10 million illegal alien invaders in this country. And you just got to see what's happening in New York City every day. From the lobby of BlackRock to the lobby of the New York Times to Columbus Circle to Grand Central Station. And, hey, baby, you think it's going to get better? I got news for you. The Israelis ain't backing off in Gaza. And that thing's only going to get tougher and tougher and uglier and uglier. Sean Parnell, Captain Sean Parnell, 10th Mountain. You've been over there. Your, your book was amazing. As a young officer, uh, is it? Are we in a better place now, given all the sacrifice you and your men, all the dead, all the casualties, all the sacrifice, all the broken families? Are we in a better place now, because because of your, the sacrifice and the courage and valor of your troops? No,
3: no. I, in fact, let me just say, first of all, it's great to be back on the war room. But second of all, watching all these guests, uh, I'm I'm so fired up because the only politician in my lifetime, and I mean this, that has honored his commitment to the troops has been Donald Trump. I mean, Democrat, Republican leading up to these wars, these are the people that thought it was a great idea to depose autocrats all throughout the Middle East, which created, we went into Iraq, 20 years of failure in Iraq and Afghanistan. And again, I served in Afghanistan for 485 days, 16 months of heavy combat, hundreds of direct fire engagements, thousands of indirect fire engagements, 30 of my my friends lost to the global war on terror. And what do we have to show for 20 years of war in in Iraq and Afghanistan? I mean, honestly, trillions of dollars in debt, thousands, tens of thousands of Americans wounded, hundreds of thousands uh, of Americans suffering with the invisible wounds of war, thousands of Americans dead, millions of Afghans and and Iraqis dead. Uh, We created a vacuum in Iraq, which empowered one of our greatest foes in the region, Iran. Republicans and Democrats both did this, Steve both. And I mean, obviously the animated corpse that is Joe Biden in the white house obviously makes the situation a hundred times worse, but what does it say about the soul of a country that is going after the one man in my entire life? Again, 20 years of war in Afghanistan, I'm 42 years old. So over half my life, all of I've known my professional career is known war in Afghanistan, right? We're going after the one guy that pursued peace. I mean, think about that Ridiculous question that Caitlin, Caitlin Collins asked President Trump during that CNN town hall, like, do you want Russia or Ukraine to win this war? Obviously an unfair question because it's they're just clearly trying to pave the way for a third Russia collusion hoax. But President Trump rejected the premise of the question wholesale is I want people to stop dying. And that is how I measure leaders in today's day and age is how hard and they pursue peace, because I find that this country just stumbling and bumbling back into the same old mistakes that we made for the last twenty years. I mean, we still have Americans trapped in certain countries, even in Afghanistan, and we're bumbling our way back into Ukraine and escalating conflicts in the Middle East, the likes of which that hardly any American truly understands how bad it will really get. And so, I know that was a long answer to a very simple question, but no, we are not better off today because, uh, and, and politicians, both Democrats and Republicans are just throwing this sacrifice away and it just makes me so mad.
0: Do you get concerned when you see as disunited as they are and they're all at each other's throats in Riyadh, for, they have an emergency Arab League summit and you got the Turks show up, the Persians show up. The Egyptians show up, all the Gulf Emirates show up, and they say we're united. And the red line is Jerusalem. Does that cause you a, a level of concern?
3: Absolutely, it does. Because Americans doesn't seem like they've woken up to the threat. And you talked about it yourself. Ten million uh, migrants coming into this country over the last three years under President Trump. Four years of his presidency, four hundred thirty-five thousand. So if you think that leadership doesn't matter, and and that you know electing the right leaders doesn't matter, it does. And we've got to elect president trump in 2024 because the soul of this country is on the line and and everything is on the line so it, he's he's the guy that can turn the ship around because he's already done it
0: sean just hang on for one second captain sean farnell 10th mountain we got captain banner from the 101st we got uh petty officer second class tage gill from the navy seal seal team five all next to the world You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroClean's developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. Code Steve, take action, use your agency. Do it today, get the benefits of the sale.
2: Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Ban.. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Sean Pernell, how do people uh, get you and get the book you wrote about your experience? I just want to remember, you were 485 days of continuous combat in Afghanistan.
3: Yeah, 485 days and somehow, you know, I could probably vote in their elections and they're probably more secure than the elections that we have here, but you can get Outlaw Platoon um, anywhere books are sold. And I just started a new show on Rumble. So I'm over, I got booted off of YouTube real quickly, but I'm on Rumble. So go over to Rumble at Sean Parnell USA, or I've got a, or Sean Parnell, my show is Battleground Live. I'm over there on Rumble. So subscribe to that page. It's free. Um, But Steve, I want to tell you, it's awesome to be back in action on War Room. Thank you for having me.
0: No, your, look, your experience in that book should be read. I mean, it's amazing what you got, what, uh, what American troops went through. I don't think people, you know, because I think it, the thing happened in such a blur and the mainstream media didn't cover it. That's why the voices of veterans need to come to the forefront now. We're at the early stages yeah. of the kinetic part of the Third World War. We've been at the Chinese Communist Party has been at under strict warfare for us for years. Veterans... Not just to stick up for veterans in the VA and all the great uh, philanthropic work, but now we need the veterans to step up to the plate and be the leader of this movement. You guys got to be the leaders of this movement to make sure that we don't get sucked into, you know, a situation like the Guns of August, where we're just sucked oh, into another. You know, global conflict.
3: I mean, look. And, and I mean, Parnell, when Americans your voice don't realize the forefront of that. It will be, it will Go be, ahead. and Americans should know, and, and the War Room Posse should know, the War College, their generals or our strategic level leaders just released a report saying that in a conventional fight, which is where the America is headed, we'll sustain 3,600 casualties a week, and in two weeks, a clip, both Iraq and Afghanistan. And just released a report saying that the all-volunteer force is is completely obsolete. So what does that mean going forward in a fight in Ukraine against a potential Russian horde and an asymmetric threat in the Middle East? It means that your son or daughter could be called up to fight at a moment's notice, drafted or conscripted into a force. If you got a Ukrainian flag in your bio, do you support the war that much that you're willing to send your own son and daughter to die? Probably, probably not. So it's time for Americans to wake up and, and see what's happening in this country because we're not going down a good path.
0: Sean Purnell, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. You got it, Steve. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Let's make sure we get. Let's make sure we push out his uh, new Rumble uh, show, uh, captain Bannon, I know you got to bounce. Um, you've been very focused on veterans in the VA. What, what's your message to our audience about with all the sacrifice that was given and all people talk about the veterans all the time. We still have forgotten our veterans. We go in any city, it breaks your heart. The, the, the illegal immigrants are in nice hotels and the veterans are, are wandering around the streets. Tell me what's going on and what can we do to make it better?
4: So I want the War Room Posse to know, like you said, that we're treating our illegal immigrants better than we are treating our veterans. We need to push for mental health care, especially for our veterans. Like all of the guests this morning have said, and many of them have multiple combat deployments, you go over there over and over and over again and then come come back and there is a silent killer PTSD. We need to focus on the underlying cause of these veterans' PTSD and treat it. We need to get focused on that. Even if you aren't a veteran in the war room posse, push for your representatives to focus on mental health care for veterans. We can't keep letting it go undetected, untreated, because that's why we have 22 plus veteran suicides a day, which is ridiculous. It should Mm. be zero. We should be treating our veterans with better care than they, be. they deserve it for everything that they've given. And as we've seen from the guests this morning on the show, we took an oath of office as veterans when we were in on active duty in service to to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And as you've seen from every guest on the show this morning, that oath did not just end when we hung up our uniform. We have continued to honor that oath out of uniform, and we will continue to fight because we gave so much for this country during our service, and we will continue to do so because we do not want to see the country go down in, in shambles.
0: These young men and women volunteered. Uh, Captain Bannon, where, what's your social media? Where
1: do people get you?
4: They can follow me on Getter and Twitter at Maureen underscore Bannon and also on Instagram at Real Maureen Bannon.
0: Captain Bannon, thank you very much. Thanks uh, for doing this. Thank you. Tej, uh, give me your assessment. What's your assessment of where we are? Sure, let's not forget about the uh,
5: Afghanistan withdrawal. 13 Marines killed during that botched pullout. Eighty-five billion million or billion dollars in weapons left behind. Taliban's one of the most uh, well-equipped armies in the world now. So that, that's another huge, I think it was an intentional. I think it was definitely intentional by the Biden regime. And then <clears throat> let's talk about the petrodollar with unifying all the, gulf countries i think with with this thing going on with israel and the palestinians they're going to jack up the price of the oil we used to be under trump we we're producing enough oil we didn't need any oil from anywhere in the world so the oil's going to go up with the BRICS, with the, uh, brazil russia india china south africa they're going to start selling and buying oil their own currencies and gold so the petrodollar is going to fall they're going to create their own banking system that's going to replace the swift banking system so we're not going to to be able to yeah right they're going
0: to get off the swift they're going to get off the swift system they're going to get off the dollars of prime reserve currency they've got the resources right they're now geopolitically this is and 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 biden's going to be the supplicant he's going to kiss she's ass on wednesday in san francisco and we're allowing him to meet because the republican party and McCarthy specifically didn't put forward the evidence that shows he took direct payments from senior intelligence assets at the Chinese energy company uh, that would would block him from ever sitting down with a Chinese official. Tej, um, you started the coffee company as a veteran to, to, to make something of your life going forward, given all the sacrifice. When well, you talked to all your buddies and, 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 and men and you fought with. Did they think, as a veteran, given everything you guys achieved, did they think it was worth it?
5: Yeah, I mean, we, we went over there and fought for a purpose because of nine eleven. So it, it, it was worth it when we did it. But now it seems like what we did was for nothing because the politicians have thrown it all away. One under Obama, and then it's 100x under Biden what's going on. The The whole... Like like I was talking about earlier, the whole Middle East is basically on fire. Everything that we did over there has been undone. All the everything Trump did over there has been undone. We have, the economy is failing. We have no southern border, which means we have no security. And spiritually, the country is faltering because of this demoralization of our society and the perversion of our schools. It's. We need, we need a major change if we're going to save
0: America. A great awakening. Tej, hangover. Sorry, by the way, where do, where do people go get Warpath Coffee? Because this will get the – we need the war posse on the ramparts, and this will jack you up in the morning to get to the ramparts. By the way, Mariner's Blend, the dark roast, my favorite, but all of them are great. Where do people go again, Tej?
5: The website is warpath.coffee. That's warpath.coffee, and use promo code Warroom. You get 15% off this weekend, but the promo code will always be – it'll be running continuously. So for all the War Room Posse, use code WARROOM whenever you buy coffee, and we'll know you came from uh, Steve Bannon's show, warpath.coffee.
0: Brother, just wait right there. We're going to get back to you. Patrick K. O'Donnell, uh, the finest combat historian of his generation. Uh, Patrick, this is the 11th, uh, the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918 was the end of the Great War, the armistice. It was, supposed to end, it, it was supposed to end, it was the war to end all wars. That was the sacrifice in the trenches in the Western Front. Did it work out like that? You're, you're our top camp combat historian. Did it work out like that, sir?
1: No, it didn't. Uh, world War I was a, a source of great change. In fact, more change in World War I in many cases than even World War II. It changed the world in so many different ways. Uh, it changed empires and, and turned them into democracies. It also created new problems in the Middle East that we're still dealing with today. It created the rise of America; an American superpower came out of World War One. There was great change that came from World War One. But you know, Armistice Day, as you mentioned, is is what was Veterans Day, which is Veterans Day now. Um, an, an amazing, and important day
0: why did we change it from armistice day it's still it's still it's uh, remembrance day in in england today and throughout europe why, why did we change it why what was the change here to start to focus on veterans and not so much the end of the great war
1: our first armistice day was in 1919 president wilson made it armistice day to commemorate the end of world war 1 and honor world war 1 veterans and then as the years passed world war 1 is further into the in the rearview mirror And uh, by the 1950s, it becomes Veterans Day to honor all veterans of all wars in their service and sacrifice.
0: Patrick, can you hang over a second? I want to hold you through the break. We also have a very special guest on the other side. I've got the top combat historian, Patrick K. O'Donnell, that was an embedded with the Marines in Fallujah and wrote an incredible book. And then we've got one of the finest, not the finest, documentary filmmaker, Michael Pack, who is part of the Trump administration is going to join me about his film, The Last 600 Meters, which we're going to talk about a very special uh, premiere of it and a very special uh, potential uh, viewing. Uh, I want to make sure everybody goes to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. The End of the Dollar Empire is four installments all free that you, you understand uh, the politics of currency and how important currency is in the world economy, and particularly the United States dollar. You also start to understand the issues with this massive debt we have and why it will never be paid off, how it's bringing down this country. Most importantly, you understand why the Chinese Communist Party and the BRICS nation are buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23. And ask the folks, Philip Patrick and the team over there, explain that one to me. Why are we focused on a central bank digital currency and our mortal enemies, the existential threat to the American Republic, besides the administrative and deep state? are buying gold at record rates. Just ask them. When you get the answer, grab a Warpath cup of coffee, sit down and think about it. Short break. Michael Pack, Patrick K. O'Donnell next. Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. I wouldn't want to live without it. This is nutrition the way nature intended. I get way more energy. My skin looks better. It helps with my digestion. I just feel better and healthier overall. That's how I knew Field of Greens was working for me. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. And with flu season here, I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy, not some vaccine. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. I got you 15% off your first order. And free rush shipping. Visit field and use promo code Bannon. That's field of promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at field of Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Do it today. Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Patrick O'Donnell. I got to bounce, but I got to, I, I want to leave this because it's going to lead in the next. You were an in bed with the Marines, and by the way, 248th uh, commemoration of the birth of the United States Marine Corps, the the legendary United States Marine Corps, was yesterday, today, Veterans Day. Uh, Patrick, you were in bed in Fallujah. Uh, Give us the title of the book. I want to know where people get it, because if you want to understand even a scintilla, what's happening in Gaza, this book you've got to read. Uh, Patrick, uh, give me the book, and where do people get it?
1: One shoulder to shoulder with the Marines that were in Fallujah. And um, I was embedded combat historian, civilian, volunteer, uh, fought house to house with the Marine Corps. It's on the Commandant's reading list as required reading for the Marine Corps, along with another book I have, Give Me Tomorrow, which is on the Korean War, Veterans of George Company 3-1, same unit that was in Fallujah. And um, the platoon I was in had some of the highest casualties of the battle. We had over five that were killed in action, um, including one of the Marines that I uh, mortally wounded. That was I pulled out of an ambush with Chechens that were involved with. It was a uh, house-to-house brutal. Many of the uh, insurgents were on liquid adrenaline or pervitin, which the Germans used in World War II. So they were almost. Uh, they took multiple hits with an M16 around to take down. Incredibly uh, resilient fighters and determined, and uh, like I like to say, it was kind of a Star Wars bar, bar, uh, bar of international terrorists from 18 different countries uh, around the world. It was a siren call for jihad, and uh, also origins, uh, Al Qaeda in Iraq was there, and many others.
0: How did how did Patrick? How did that change you as a man?
1: It was a uh, a life changing experience. Uh, I barely survived the being being there in Fallujah. I was there from the very beginning of the battle with a Marine Recon conducting shaping operations, feints, etc. Special operations, and then went in uh, with the assault force. And um, well, it, it strengthened my faith for one. I was not a I went to many years of Catholic school, but my faith was incredibly strengthened by that experience. And I I felt, I wasn't afraid in many ways. I I had a a guiding hand that saved my life many times that I can't explain to this day, but I do have faith from that experience that that really changed me. And uh, also the brotherhood of the men that I was with in that battle and the, the confidence that i saw in in the strength and resilience of those marines was incredible steve Uh, we're talking about the next greatest generation men that would go from one house to another and and not quit amen even though the casualties were mounting from a platoon that went from in the you know 60 men or so down to under 20
0: and you, talk, Patrick K. O'Donnell, wrote the definitive uh, "Give Me Tomorrow" about the Chosin Reservoir and what happened there. Patrick, where do people get, particularly your new book? Where do they go now to order to find out all all the great combat histories you put out—the first person accounts?
1: Sure, thanks, Steve. It's at Combat Historian on X or Twitter, as well as Getter, and then my website, Patrick K. O'Donnell dot com. And uh, I'm just super thrilled that he has finished another book. On the Civil War, called "The Unvanquished," which I'm ex- extremely proud of. After six years of intense research, I can't wait for it. It's going to be very special.
0: Patrick K. O'Donnell, thank you very much. Uh, we'll drive everybody to your site as we always do. You're beloved by the War Room Posse, so thank you.
1: Uh, I love the War Room Posse. Thank you for it's an honor to be on the show, Steve. Thank you.
0: See you back, Uh, we always do the Christmas specials, the combat history of Christmas every year with Patrick. See you back on for that. Um, Very special. A a, a extraordinary filmmaker, an extraordinary film. The Last 600 Meters by Michael Pack. We're gonna play a short uh, introduction and then bring in the filmmaker. Let's go ahead and hit it.
2: So I arrived uh, about 20 minutes 15 minutes after this fight had begun uh, and it was at, I guess I would call it a bit of a stalemate. Uh, And the reason I say a stalemate is because wounded Marine inside, Staff Sergeant Chandler organizes a rescue party. They run in the room, try and shoot everything that, that that moves so they can pull this Marine out. As soon as they run in, what do the enemy do? They're smart. They throw grenades in the room. As they walk in the room, they blow up. Now I've got two more Marines wounded. The other two wounded Marines fall into the kitchen and they're trapped in this kitchen. So now I got four Marines trapped in the house because no one can go in this living room without getting blown up. Another rescue party goes in, led by a corporal, Corporal Wolf, goes in with uh, uh, a sergeant and they try and go in, Corporal Wolf gets shot in his flak jacket, falls on the floor. Sergeant Byron Norwood uh, gets shot in the head, killed instantly.
6: Then 1st Sergeant Brad Castle uh, realizes that there are men in in, in extremis hurt. He can hear the screams. He enters the house. uh, He grabs Marines nearby, takes them in with him, uh, begins to develop the situation inside the house, and in the process of maneuvering uh, to an empty room, engages and kills a man at close quarters, and is wounded in the process uh, by an enemy above him. Uh, and in fact, he and his partner, his his uh, buddy Lance Corporal Nichols, both are stitched down their legs with AK-47
2: fire. These guys are in a very good position. The the enemy, uh, there was very not a very easy way to get to them. Um, and at the same time, all of the these rooms, this, this structure is very solid. Uh, you know, the the construction Iraq is. Uh, very sturdy, uh, steel rebar, reinforced concrete, uh, and sometimes triple layer brick. Uh, You couldn't shoot a missile through some of these walls. And uh, so we couldn't bring any heavy weapons to bear, couldn't bring any grenades to bear because we had too many of our own men wounded on the inside. So basically all we could use was our hands and our guns. Uh, So another Marine, uh, PFC Boswood and myself, started taking this sledgehammer to the steel grate of this window. So
6: the lieutenant goes in, without their protective vests and plates on, etc., through the bars of a window that they managed to pull aside. This all in extremis, uh, there's firing going on, there are grenades being thrown in the house, there's groups of Marines separated and trapped by this very uh, effective defense scheme. Uh, and uh, Grapes goes in with Boswood, uh, they identify the threat above them, they work out a, a, situ- a scenario to, to uh, uh, suppress the enemy above them.
2: We got four or five guns pointed up at these positions, and just like you'd imagine with a countdown. okay, you ready? I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, okay, well, we're gonna go on three, you know, make sure you don't run in front of our guns because we're gonna be shooting. And the old, ready, set, go, and then we start unloading on these guys upstairs and these two selfless marines uh, run across this kill zone not once not twice but four times uh, to pull marines out of there and we had some marines in some pretty bad situations Uh, lance corporal nick or pfc nickel was bleeding really bad from his leg first sergeant castle was carried out by those two marines who are not carrying any weapons, but still holding his weapon, uh, ready to fight um, and uh, they were in bad shape. So we had to get them out of there as quickly as possible. Uh, but we still had these two guys in the, in the house and they weren't going anywhere. Um, and we weren't going anywhere until the job was done. They
6: managed to get everybody out of the house. Uh, alive, and Byron. uh, They managed to get Sergeant Norwin Wood out of the house.
0: The last 600 meters, um, it is an incredible experience to watch. We're going to be premiering it later today, and we'll give you more information about that. The battles of Fallujah, Najaf, and Second Fallujah. And Second Fallujah, I think folks will tell you, one of the hardest fights the legendary Marine Corps has ever had. Uh, The director uh, Michael uh, Pack joins us now. Michael, tell us about the film.
7: Well, I think that's a great introduction. I mean, we made the film in 2008. Steve, you were an executive producer, so we made it together. And um, it's about these battles, biggest battles in the Iraq War. And, uh, you know, this day, today, Veterans Day, we need to celebrate these veterans. I mean, I I really, these people are, are heroes. I mean, you can see, I mean, just listening to Jesse Grape speak, I mean, it's just, even those few minutes, he's an incredible person. He'd never call himself a hero. They hate that term. They've never, forgive me for using that term, talking to you, Steve, but it's really hard to actually avoid. I mean, so we made this film, the principal funder was the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and... Uh, as you know steve i've made 15 films that have all been nationally broadcast on public television over the last several decades this one which they actually mainly funded is the first they ever turned down and pbs turned it down because it t- t- in their mind it was too pro military and they accused me of using some sort of central casting bias to get these great marines like and 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 army and soldiers and airmen like Jesse Grapes, but, but I didn't do that. I couldn't do that. I could never manipulate the Marine Corps. These are the people who did the fighting and it isn't really pro-military or pro or anti the war. It celebrates these people and what they've done. I mean, we try to tell the about ba- it as a battle story as if it were Gettysburg or Iwo Jima. And really, I think it, it deserves to be remembered like those. And the heroism is great. So I'm very appreciative that you're celebrating it here on Veterans Day. That is really appropriate. Uh, I, I think it's an amazing
0: story. I've got. By the way, the film is breathtaking, and when you see it, you're going to want to see it again, and you want to share it. And this film has never been released. We did a couple of small premieres. We did, we showed it to the Marine Corps General Kelly at the time. Uh, m- many of the Marines said it's the best uh, film about their actual fighting of a marine rifle company. Real quick, I got a couple of minutes on this side. Michael, hold you over. When you, This is the irony of the film. When you first started and went to PBS, you were making, I remember you talked to me, you were making a movie about how technology had changed war in the 21st century. And you came from your research to understand we're back to the most brutal type of war, door-to-door, room-by-room, with men having to put their lives on the line every day. Michael Pack.
7: That is right. I mean, even in that little clip that you just showed, you know, Jesse Graves, they can't bring artillery to bear. He goes in through a window into a house, you know, where people have been riddled with machine gun fire. I mean, it's it's just incredible. Uh, I mean, you know, technology gave us something of an advantage there. I mean, we, we interviewed the, the pilot that was providing air cover. but But at the end of the day, it is really about heroism. And these men, women make that really clear. So yes, I changed the film from what it was originally. You know, the great thing about making documentaries is they're a journey. You know, you have you start one place, but you never end where you started. You know, you learn things, you think about things, you listen to people, and and this was a story that really needed to be told. Other people weren't telling it, and it still needs to be told. You know, now that we're Israel is fighting a very similar war in Gaza, it is more relevant than ever.
0: This is. This is why the Second Fallujah Sorova. Hang on for one second. The other thing about this film, there's not a rah-rah moment in it. This is no kind of fake emotion. This is just people looking into a camera and telling you exactly what went on in the hand-to-hand combat of Fallujah, Najaf, and Second Fallujah. Uh, it will. This film will change you. It will change your perspective of what the military, the voluntary military, really goes through. The real story from their own, from their own words, unfiltered. The last 600 meters, we're going to premiere it this afternoon. We're going to come back with Michael Pack, the director, in a moment to talk to you about how you can get it and how you can get in a conversation with Stephen K. Bennett and Michael Pack about it. Back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications Okay, Congress is going to come back. There's going to be a massive fight because right now the regime runs out of money and they've got to shut down on uh, midnight on the 17th. And, of course, we're taking the hardest line of all. They, nobody's done their work. The House is closed, but it's got to shut down. It's got to shut down. Until you seal the border and, and start making massive cuts to these deficits, it is what it is. its what its has got to be shut down. Also, she, the two days before, she comes to the Bay Area so that uh, Biden can kowtow to him be a supplicant and they're the ones that need a bailout from us go to want to thank birch gold for sponsoring this go to birchgold.com slash bannon right now and get all the information remember we go through macro here you got to go through the micro of your own life assess it think about it talk to philip patrick and the team birchgold.com slash bannon taj uh petty officer second class taj gill um the company, it's veterans, uh, you guys, you're the official coffee of not just the war, but the official coffee of the America First Movement. Where do people go get Warpath? That's
5: right, you can go get Warpath coffee at warpath.coffee. Like Steve said, we're veteran owned, we're family operated, we're America First, pro-military, pro-police, pro-freedom. And the best of all, we have the best coffee out there. Just look at the reviews on our website. It's perfectly roasted. That's why it tastes so good. We don't burn it, so it's not bitter. It's not acidic. It's packaged great. We super fresh beans. That's it's. We basically we've we've found the secret sauce to make amazing coffee. So uh, please try it. I guarantee you'll like
0: it. Tazil, I've been a nightmare on this thing, and Taz can tell you because I'm a coffee. Freak, and Tej has just come through, knocked it, and got my skull and crossbones in the front. Mariners, and I love it. The Mariners blend is the dark roast, baby. Come on. All right. Tej, amazing coffee. One more time, where do people go? And if you put in a promo code, you get a 15% discount today. Where do they go?
5: That's right. Uh, Warpath.coffee. Website is www.warpath.coffee. Use promo code warroom. You get 15% off for Veterans Day weekend. But always use promo code WARROOM. That way you know you're coming from Steve's show. And like like Steve said, big announcement today. We're the official coffee of the War Room.
0: Official coffee of the War Room. We're going to be pushing this every day because you need to get jacked up to get on the ramparts. Thank you very much, Tej. Thank you for co hosting Appreciate it. Uh, Trump's at 2 p.m. We're going to be covering the speech live here. We'll be covering the speech live uh, on uh, Real America's Voice. We'll also be on Getter and Rumble, all of ours. As soon as that speech ends at four PM, this is a notification. Four PM I'll be on Getter with Michael Pack, the director, I'm the executive producer. We'll be walking through the really the premiere online of uh last six hundred meters. We will have a formal premiere sometime in the short future, but a premiere of the last six hundred meters. We're gonna talk about the film after Trump's speech at four PM or talk about the film. Then we're gonna send you to the site that you can download it and watch it and then when that's finished we're going to come back and take questions for michael pack from the war on posse so i want everybody on this saturday afternoon at 4 p.m after president trump's speech he'll be at 2 p.m his speech by the way is going to be lit i can tell you that it's going to be lit he's got a lot to say about the world situation he's got a lot to say about our great veterans he's got a lot to say about how he thinks this thing's being run right now don't want to miss that michael pack um Thank you for making this film, and thank you for hanging in there. This film has got to be seen more than ever today, and you're right, with what's happening in Gaza. If you want to see what the IDF is going through in Gaza, you look at what the Marines, the finest, most heroic fighting force in the history of mankind, the United States Marine Corps. What they went through in 2nd Fallujah is unbelievable, and you'll see it all on the last 600 meters, a film... Directed by Michael Pack, the great documentary filmmaker. Uh, Michael, what, where do they go to your company to get all your films? Where do they go to social media? You're gonna be with me at 4 p.m. back on Getter and on Rumble. It'll be on my personal, the 5.2 million uh, followers, also in the War Room. 4 p.m. to see Pack and myself. Introduce the film and then afterwards we'll come back. I'll be with Michael, will be taking questions from the audience. Michael Pack, where do we get all the information about you, the greatest filmmaker in the conservative movement, sir? Well, thank you, Steve. Um,
7: well, they, the company that produced the last 600 meters is Manifold Productions, and its website is manifoldproductions.com. You can find out about our, our previous bunch of films. And then we have recently started a new company called Palladium Pictures, and that's palladiumpictures.com. So we've expanded and launched new things including an incubator and train uh, young, right at center filmmakers. something I hope we have time to get to at some point. And then we my... Own, definitely have you back uh, on about that. It's important Do my it? son I'm running it, actually. You may remember him as a little baby, <laughs> Steve. That's how he wasn't <laughs> he grew up. Uh, so, um, or at least a little kid. He was, you know, I think he's maybe a bit his teens. So, the, um, you know, you can also... You, you know, you, uh, last, our very last documentary was about Clarence Thomas called Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words, and that's streaming in lots of places. And, uh, you can find that, find that on our website, but it's at Amazon, but it's also at Fox Nation and Daily Wire and Salem and many other places. The one before that, which Steve also executive produced, is, is called Rick Over, The Birth of Nuclear Power, and that too is streaming on Amazon and other places. So, and my, my, favorite my films. Michael Pack underscore, and you know, I think all the films are great, but here on Veteran's Day, it's pretty appropriate to be looking at the last 600
0: meters. This Veteran's Day and about going forward, this is a film that will inform people about where we are and where we're gonna go. Michael Pack, see you back here at four o'clock.
4: See you In that the War Room is- on a
0: special on, uh, on Getter. Thank you, brother. Remember, Michael Pack made 15 films for Corporation Republic Public Broadcasting. The only film they never let him release. The only film they never let him release is his greatest film. Film about American fighting men and women. The last 600 meters. We're gonna premiere today and we're gonna push this baby hard because you've got to see this. To understand where we are in the world today and to understand what IDF is gonna go through in Gaza. We're gonna leave you with Minstrel Boy from uh, Black Hawk Down. Another uh, another effort of uh, of American valor. We'll see you back here at four o'clock. President Trump at two. We're back here at four on Getter, Michael Pack, Stephen K. Banissy there. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Now here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done With Debt is your lifeline. Done With Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done With Debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time-sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer.